Hi, Money Makers. Sebi and Josh here. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into this episode, please share and help our ministry. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share with your friends, your family. Hey, if you have enemies, <laughs> share with them as well and everyone in between. Now enjoy the episode. The future of the market looks very bleak now. From the Fed raising rates to war tensions to inflation to hot job numbers. Are we going to get a break? Is there even any positive news? Sebi, give us some insight. Ah, a break. Ah, it's really not looking good. (laughs) Like we've discussed a lot about inflation numbers and how that is affecting the overall economy. And unfortunately for us, job numbers were actually pretty good this time around. And that means that it would encourage the feds to go on ahead with their plans of raising rates. In addition to that, We have the Russian-Ukraine tension going on that it's a full-on war and oil prices are going up. I don't think there's anyone in the U.S. that has not seen the honor roll gas prices, everything from (laughs) upwards. I'm looking for academic probation gas prices, not what we have right now. But yeah, that is really expensive. Then we haven't talked about like supply chain issues already. We have products like wheat. So alcohol lovers, you're in trouble because those are about to become really expensive. Then overall weak economies, we see like allies of Russia, China, not even being forthcoming on, you know, supporting them because they can't afford a war right now. But since they're allies, they've not really put any sanction on them. So we can see based on China's response to what's going on, they're really not doing anything because they can't afford a war. They can't afford to fight anyone because the Chinese economy is pretty frugal, not as compared to the American economy where people are spending credit cards on things that are not even necessarily. Uh, The Chinese economy is known for their frugality. However, we see that in a very frugal economy, the savings number has gone even higher. And that's a problem because people are not spending money. So from there, people usually like mirror because that's another major economy to the U.S. So we're like, uh-uh, look at what's going on in the Chinese economy. Could that, since they are afraid, could that also be what's going on here? We're still not really seeing any growth in a lot of sectors, except from a few. Like we know like the banking sector is not going to grow along with all the restrictions they have so even growth stocks are not doing well in terms of stocks they are outperforming but their stock numbers are not reflecting their outperformance so just a lot is going on that is very concerning and historical patterns have not been fruitful since this entire market has happened we've not seen like hey based on history this is what's supposed to happen everything has just been happening however it wants to happen just because we're in a new dimension i guess a new type of market but yeah like you said everything that could go bad is going bad for the market and a lot of people are wondering like what do we do from here where are we going to go so what do you think joshua so, Sebi, I actually really like what you said about this being a new market. So, every market has its own leaders, has its own themes of what's going on. For example, in 2020 and part of 2021, that was time for the growth stocks, the tech stocks, the fangs, as we know them. However, this is a new market that is being led by metals, oil, yeah. drilling, and mining stocks, agriculture as well. Mm-hmm. And this actually started out because of the inflation problem, obviously because of the monetary policy 
all the money that was pumped in. Then we had the phase where the Fed thought inflation was transitory. They thought it was going to taper off, but it did not so far. And now this war has made it worse because now you have the U.S. threatening to sanction Russian oil. So that will further you know, constrict the oil supply. And also because Ukraine is a very, very strong economy when it comes to grains and wheat, many other companies have started to limit their own exports. On Friday, we saw that Hungary are actually limiting their grain exports because they don't believe they will have enough for their own people. Yeah. And my question is, are we going to see other countries start to do this? If that happens, we can have a spiral in inflation. I know you said earlier we're talking about alcohol because obviously we use wheat, we use grain to make alcohol as well. Yeah. Your handy is about to be sixty dollars. <laughs> yeah, and so it was already is, expensive yeah. because of supply chain issues already. We already had that uh issue already. So it's it's concerning. Like basically the world cannot afford this war. So it has to end. People just have to swallow their pride and end everything because we're already fragile enough at it as it was. So for uh, average Joe, people are like, because this is a lot of information. I personally like learning about global economy and how since we're not just, we're a globalized economy and we're not it, like individuals in the sense like each country can't stand on its own, can't exist outside of others. So those that's interesting to me. But for other people, they are like, hey, this is all cool, right? Like, the war is bad, but like all you're saying, great, great, great. Now that I have my money, average investor that is not interested in all this stuff, I just want to figure out where do I put my money? What would you tell them? In my mind, what I would say, though, is seeing some of the things that have occurred, two things are coming in my mind. First of all, crypto, I believe, is going to do really well because I've noticed some of the sanctions and like MasterCard and all of these like payment platforms things that we're supposed to use as a convenience in our lives have now turned into a weapon. And I suspect that other countries would look at this like, ah, yes, so what Russia is doing is no good. But what if we don't agree with something that the U.S. is doing? And because of that, they're like, okay, I just want to punish you. So that creates some kind of irrational fear. And they're like, okay, what can we use that is independent of the U.S.? And I'm suspecting that crypto would be it because that's one of the ways, first of all, people have been fundraising for people in the Ukraine. That's one. And two, that's how some of these Russian billionaires who have been suffering, their asset is still afloat through crypto. So that those are some of the, that's one of the assets I'm looking at to be like, huh, this could actually be good news for that asset. Two, clean energy. Because we're seeing how our oil prices are skyrocketing. We're seeing this issue with Russia. And now nobody's going to trust them anymore because they're like, this man can just wake up another day and decide to invade somewhere else. And we have the same disaster. Because even recently, I noticed that some Democratic senators were like urging clean energy companies to like double up or double down on their production or whatever technology they have so that we're not as reliant on oil anymore. So next era energy is definitely an asset that I'm thinking of. But what my strategy is, is to gather as much cash as I can, hold as much as I can so that once it's time, once that bubble is brewing and everything finally like erupts and crashes and it's really, really bleak, load up on these two and then wait for it to just grow and generate. But what do you think? Like, what's your strategy? I definitely agree with you. So one thing we noticed, because many people have been talking about, oh, is there going to be a recession? Is going to be a recession? And the truth is that nobody knows. However, 
we have some pointers, there are some factors you can look at and assess the chances to happen. Mm-hmm. One of them is the yield curve, the two 10-year yield curve, mm-hmm. right? That yield curve has been flattening. Let me just explain a bit of what this yield curve is. For example, a yield curve for two years kind of tries to determine how the economy will do within the next two years, while the 10-year curve tries to determine how well the economy will do within the next 10 years. And typically, the 10-year yield should have a higher rate than a two-year yield because there's more time. People are expecting the country to grow over the time horizon. However, when we see the 10-year and the two-year yield start to flatten and trade close to each other, it becomes a problem. And eventually, it could cause an inversion. So inversion is when the two-year yield, the two-year bond yield, start to even give a higher interest rate return than the 10-year. That means they believe that, man, the future is not looking so great. And now we've seen the yield flattening over some times, and that's what people have been saying. Another reason why people think it would be a recession, look at what's going on in inflation, right? Mm-hmm. And the Fed is losing credibility. Many people ask the Fed today, how did y'all let it get so bad? Y'all thought it was transitory, but it was not. Y'all should have raised rates. So many people are like putting pressure, and there's a chance that the Fed are going to make a mistake that they will overhike. That is very, very possible. Okay. And if they overhike, what happens is that many companies are going to find it hard to borrow money. Mm-hmm. The valuations of tech stocks will come down. Mm-hmm. I know we've spoken about a DCF model and how the lower the rate, the higher the valuation and vice versa. If that happens, many companies might start to lay off their workers. Yeah, Demand for goods overall will go even lower. Look at what's happening with oil. If oil keeps going this way, there's a chance that your Uber is going to get higher. Airlines are going to start charging a bit more because they have to pay. They the already price. said they would. They exactly. already said that we should expect our airline tickets to be a lot higher in yes. order to afford the new the hike in gas prices. Yep. Jet fuel is going to get more expensive. You know, many people are going to be working from home. So there's just a lot of factors that points to a global economic slowdown. However, job numbers are strong. That's the one thing that's kind of like, you know, making... Economies like scratch their head. Okay, maybe we'll have a, a recession because typically during this kind of late cycle, we expect to see job numbers get weak yeah. before a recession, but they're even getting stronger. So that's something many economies look at. But if we do have a recession, I have noticed that strong tech companies grow at the reasonable price, do well. Why? When the economy slows down, people want to be in stocks, in companies that will still grow. Yeah. For example... Banks, typically, banks don't grow that much because they're heavily regulated. Now, what happens if the economy moves down even more? They might even have negative growth. Yeah. They might just start losing money. But let's take a look at a company like, I'm looking at right now, Palo Alto Networks. So let us put this in context. The QQQ, which is the tech index, has been trading under the 200-day moving average for weeks. And that is a bad thing. But guess what? Last week, this tech stock hit a new all-time high. So what will happen if the market recovers? This is a cybersecurity company that has strong fundamentals and have a strong balance sheet. They also have great management. So if there is a recession or we have a very bad day in the market, these are the kind of companies I'll look at. Yeah. Cybersecurity companies, also payment companies like PayPal as well, they have gotten hammered so badly. Those stocks can go down, but they're starting to re- go to a level that is attractive for the upside. So not that we can go low, we can, but just keep those names. Hmm. I agree with you. Square is actually one that was very interesting to me, not 
only did they do really well during their earnings, they were they also had great guidance, especially in a, at a time where like many companies were not giving guidance anymore and they had pretty strong ones. So yeah, I agree with you in terms of the payment space. But yeah, we definitely want to see how this all unfolds. Def- so the reason why I said yo was that I just opened my phone, I looked at stock futures and oil is up 10%. Wow. Futures just opened five minutes ago. So it's going to be a very interesting night. <laughs> What's going to happen? This is it. That oh, this is really interesting. This is crazy. This is crazy. Super excited to see what happens. I mean, excited in the sense that it's definitely going to challenge a lot of investors. Definitely separate investors from you know money grubbers. <laughs> but but I'm really looking forward to what goes on in the market. Learning more and overall allowing the market to guide you, but this is definitely one for the books. Thanks, guys, and keep. We hope you all enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, keep the people of Ukraine in your prayers because you're definitely going through a hard time. The market is great, but lives are more important. So have a good rest of your day. Have a good day.